have a new sponsor for the podcast, Trout River Industries. They're the leading manufacturer of live bottom trailers in Canada, tailor-made for the paving industry. The innovations they have make paving a breeze. With their rounded tub design for lower center of gravity and zero asphalt left behind, the inset tailgate for a flush connection to the paver, the auto door, and the pneumatic mud flap so the driver doesn't have to leave the cab, the Trout River Live Bottom is the solution. Additional accessories for the paving industry like asphalt chute, releasing agent tanks, work light packages, strobe lights, all that stuff completes the package for their machines. Finally, the reversing belt allows you to balance a load and control the amount of asphalt coming out for multiple jobs. The trailer is the ultimate road builder and soon will be the pride of your fleet. Contact them today for more information and for a free quote. Call 1902-859-1200. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Liberty Supply. So I don't know if you guys have ordered from Liberty Supply. I do. We get a lot of stuff from there. Liberty Supply is family owned and operated. And when you call, you talk to Sam. So if you call Liberty Supply's number, you talk directly to Sam. Sam is one of the owners. You can't do that very much anywhere else on, on a scale like that. So uh, I'm very appreciative to have Sam when I call. So we use everything well, not everything, but a lot from Liberty Supply. Um, this year we used spray tips from Liberty Supply. Uh, we got our broom heads from Liberty Supply. They, we got some uh, pour pots from Liberty Supply, crack squeegees, pretty much whatever we need when it comes to um, products as far as equipment, hand tools, all that good stuff, the spray tips, everything. So um, Liberty Supply, when we need something, we usually call over and Sam will have it ready in a short amount of time. That number to call them at is 800-397-9907. And Sam's probably going to answer if you're calling within business hours. And he'll get you taken care of. You can also go to libertysupply.biz, check them out there, and uh, you'll be good to go. The podcast is also brought to you by Stencil Plus. Stencil Plus is making moves. Uh, Jeff and the team and Neil at the team those guys are not only making moves, but they're making some pretty funny uh, videos and social media stuff too, as well. Uh, we got every stencil we ordered this summer came from Stencil Plus. Never had an issue. It was here really quick. We recently used one on a project that I needed custom made a certain speed limit, like the slow ones, the elongated ones, and my length that I recommended uh, that I wanted it done. They were like, no, you need it, you need it done this way and uh, upon their recommendation of course I said yes of course and it's it worked out great it would have looked ridiculous if I would have done it which um, I'm grateful for that those guys have the knowledge and uh, know what to do but besides that um, we got a lettering kit a number kit I believe as well so very excited for those guys obviously stencil plus you can find them on their stencilplus.com of course and then on social media at stencil plus you guys are going to have a riot um, we love having Stencil Plus on board and very excited to keep them on board because um, it's worked out great. And I'm hoping to get Jeff from Stencil Plus on the podcast. So message him, guys. Tell him he needs to get on the podcast. We are also brought to you by the 800 Pavement Network. 1-800-BLACKTOP. Got it on my shirt. Got it on my trucks. That's ours in the 608 1-800-BLACKTOP. Not only 1-800-BLACKTOP, but also 1-800-STRIPING as well. 
Um, it's worked out great for us this year as far as branding goes. We're getting near the end of the year and people are associating 1-800-BLACKTOP with Wiscoat, which has been great. I know a lot of our contacts still come through the phone. It's a lot easier to remember than our regular number. I can tell you that. So I'm grateful that we have that and been able to put it to use. I would recommend it as a contractor that you think about getting one of these numbers. Um, they have over 200 contractors doing over $1 billion in sales within the network. The network itself, I've seen emails and stuff come through about um, insurances, health insurances, workman's comp. We had um, another, I did a Zoom meeting, I believe, about deals on Chevy trucks. So there's all kinds of stuff within the network, not just, hey, here's a number and brand it. There's been lots of tools and different things that we've been able to be part of and take advantage of as contractors. So when you get your number, all the calls go directly to you. There's no middleman. There's none of that stuff like that or whatever. So, I mean, but besides the account work that comes through as a contractor and um, all the meetings and different things you get to go to, there's also advantages in health insurance and breaks on different materials and products and trucks and different things like that. So you can find them on Instagram at Pavement Network, 800 Pavement Network, or you can go to 800pavement.com and find them as well. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Blacktop Banter, and this is episode 31. So we're in season two, and uh, it's moving along quite well. So my guest, I know uh, him and I, he and I, I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to phrase that. He and you I have, I. yeah, he and I have uh, known each other for a while due to social media groups and uh, Facebook groups and things like that, and now we've expanded and um, talked about a lot of different things since then. Um, I know uh, we had some time to talk about music and stuff this winter. Uh, Ryan, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, my name is Ryan Bean. Uh, I'm the owner of Ginger Cat Seal Coating. Uh, I'm definitely honored to be on this podcast. I've been listening uh, since pretty much first started, and I, I think it's great for the industry. Um, I think it's just great overall to kind of hear some of these stories and, uh, you know, get some inspiration from people that are doing either something similar or maybe a little bit different. Um, but anyways, yeah, I run uh, Ginger Cat Seal Coating. Uh, we do pavement maintenance in uh, Western Massachusetts out on the East Coast. Um, you know, we do uh, line striping, seal coating, crack sealing. Uh, this year we just uh, started uh, with asphalt patching um, and also some power washing of, uh, you know, some really dirty surfaces. Um, so we're out here uh, just trying to get as much work as possible, keep the quality super high, uh, you know, keep it interesting, uh, have some fun with some marketing and the image and you know just really it's been an amazing journey the last you know five to six seven years where you know building from us five years ago up until now and um met some great people and uh yeah that, it's been, it's how, been awesome how long you've been in business since five years ryan i've been doing this for seven years um it started off as a side gig I, you know i had a full-time job uh with a municipality and um I knew, I knew a guy that was doing seal coating on the side and it was uh, something I had never heard of. And he explained what it was and I was thinking to myself like, you know, I have a lot of respect for this guy, but I feel like I could also do what he's doing and, and maybe even just kind of put my own spin on it, maybe make an improvement. Um, so I had it in my head that I was going to do this as a side job. 
while working for the town. And I just uh, started off with, with buckets and a pickup truck. You know, the kind of the cliched story, but that's how a lot of people start. And uh, I just really just kept grinding it out. Um, I researched the hell out of this industry. I asked questions. I immediately got on Facebook groups, YouTube, internet. Um, I just was spending all my free time looking into this and figuring out what I needed to do. And by hook or by crook, I've just kind of stepped up incrementally. Equipment purchases, know-how, um, strategies, and it's just really been from the basement level to where I am now, which is I'm able to support my family doing this this business. It's been, it's been kind of fun to see because uh, I know when you when you first entered the groups after you know after we you know we formed the groups and things like that, you went from asking questions to answering questions over five year time. So in that amount of time, you've learned, you've learned your lessons, you've asked to improve your business as well. Um, obviously you embrace Ginger Cat, you know, yes. the, you're like, hey, if, if that's gonna be the name, <laughs> of your, the name of your business, obviously you embrace um, what, yep. you've been, what you've been blessed with. And, uh, and um, it, it's fun to see the way that that's went from just a name to seeing your trucks embrace it you know your shirts I'm, I'm most shirts and stuff even our shirts are safety green most shirts are black they're really simple but i see yours and it looks like you know you guys are going out to play ultimate frisbee or, <laughs> or something like that and then yeah you really got to watch the ginger cat it's a bruce lee kind of got got a fu manchu almost thing going on there and i love it um it's cool i got it right here let me, let me see because you know they're going to want to see it on uh on youtube but how did you, how did, how did you, you, did you make that? Did somebody make that? Uh, I had a friend of mine make that and that was really like year two. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of mine, she's a graphic artist. She made it and it's cool because, you know, within the actual image, if I can get this going here. Yeah. Yeah. It says ginger cat and it's part of like the cat logo. So she yeah. made that and I sat on that for, a couple years, I just, you know, I made some business cards. I didn't really use the logo too heavily. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it kind of came to the point where I was going to get really serious about this. And um, I started working with my brother-in-law, who still to this day it is uh, my, my one full-time guy. Mm -hmm. um, I've since, you know, have, I have a part-time, a couple part-time guys. But he was like, you need to have a business name. You know, you need to like really make, you know, it can't just be like Ryan being seal coating. Yeah. So he recommended using ginger cat seal coating cool. and I scoffed at it at first and I was like that sounds <laughs> that sounds ridiculous you know people are just gonna be like ginger blah blah blah, blah. yeah um but it, it stuck and it's been something that we've just built on and um I'm actually in the process now of kind of revamping the logo a little bit it's gonna be yeah. the same but I just want to kind of modernize it you know no, kind of evolve it a little bit it makes sense you've got it branded right there and uh, I think yeah. I think if anyone does wonder, hey, what the heck is up with this? As soon as they see you step out to do sales, I'm sure they're like, oh. Oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and, that, and that is a huge question. It's like the top three questions are, how much do you charge? Uh, do you like work near me? And what's with your, what's with your name? How you <laughs> like, how'd you get your name? Yeah. So it's, it's been cool. And it's, uh, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. It's definitely been more and more a part of the business as, yeah. uh, you know, as time goes by and it's been great. So I know we were talking growth. Um, you kind of have caught stride now. Um, 
it's been neat to see the groups be such a resource to streamline guys because I spent a good 10 years being the same size and there was no one around me for me to really pick brains or see how to expand or how to grow and not so much just the business. People always think more business or more equipment and it wasn't so much that it was the office work, the intricacies of getting bigger. The infrastructure is what I wanted to build to be yeah. able to handle us. And now it's, it's neat to see that kind of go hand in hand with you. Um, this was a good growth year for you. Cause I remember the trailer unit getting moved up and moved on. Um, oh, yeah. Where, where, where did you start out then once you went from buckets to, I, I know obviously from uh, being a witness, but how, oh, yeah. how did you climb the ladder equipment wise? And then what was it? Um, I'll let you do that one first. Tell us equipment and then I'll ask you another question. Pretty much rung by rung. I did not skip any steps. Uh, I started off with a, an old uh, F-150 pickup, buckets of sealer. Um, after about a year of that, I realized if I'm going to do this and give people a service that they're going to pay for, I got to like update what I'm doing here. So I bought a small trailer and I operated out of a tote for a number of years. Um, I know that that is a taboo thing for a lot of people, but honestly that tote system, uh, self-built, you know, researched to no end. I, mean, I know it's a square tote, but I made it so that I could mix it. I made it so that I could apply it. And I put out a decent product. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not really one to pat myself on the back, but I think that it worked. It made it so that I could generate money. Mm -hmm. um, and I just asked questions, you know, w working with what I had, I looked at people on those groups um, and I reached out to a ton of people asking, you know, just very specific questions. Once I kind of zeroed in on what I was gonna be doing, I asked specific questions. I, you know, personally messaged a lot of people. And I made that tote work. And boy, did I see a lot of driveways doing it that way. <laughs> um, I, had a, I had a gray van, which, uh, you know, was, no, was no, it wasn't, it was kind of an eyesore, but it was a gray van pulling around this tote. And I remember, yeah. I just made it work. And, you know, I, I've always invested my money back into my business. Yeah, and it shows. Um, I'm, it shows. Yeah, I'm not one to buy a bunch of toys on the side and just mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, you know, I got my own business, I'm living large. I, you know, buy a few things here and there for my off-season hobbies, which is like playing music and some yep. carpentry. But other than that, it all goes back into my business. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to upgrade and make some really nice equipment purchases along with some vehicle purchases in the last year or two. And uh, I'm setting myself up to become a bigger company. Very nice. Um, and that is the main goal to be able to prosper and to take on people that can work with me and, and help them prosper as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, once you get the upgrade from the tote tank or the stationary gravity tank, mm -hmm. and then you upgrade your vehicle to a reliable vehicle, the efficiency starts to click. And once oh, the efficiency man. clicks, it's like, oh, what I was so worried about and so hesitant about is a breeze because we're yes. working our asses off all the time. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a big thing. It's, and, you know, looking back now from where I sit, you know, it, it, it's, it was a no brainer. But in the moment, it was like, holy crap, because we had that my old red truck that some people see sometimes that old red yep. flatbed. I bought yep. a bigger HD Chevy one ton with a 14 foot bed, spent seven grand on it with between everything. And it blew the motor on my first loaded sealer. Yeah. And, and I was dead, <laughs> and I was dead in the water. Didn't yeah. have the money to buy one and go back and do one. So I went and financed the white D-Max that everybody sees now. 
Yep. And that was God five or six years ago. And now that money was, that truck's been paid for forever. And just that being reliable yeah. and being a beast was like, Oh, all right. So now we're gearing up for, you know, uh, this year we just bought that dump trailer. We're, we're in works with seal master to get a bulk tank here and we need to get a shop built. And it was like, I can see that moment of that Duramax buying that and biting the bullet and just taking it. That little spark right there. And it just it kind it, of it changed catapulted. And then, you know, to be able to buy the seal right and everything else just been, it's been crazy. So once you went from the tote tank unit and then where did you go to seal coat wise, as far as the, the trailer unit? Well, essentially, I just kept getting bigger trailers um, so I could fit more equipment because, as we all know, the prep work in this industry is crucial. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to just have a trailer that you can fit a tote on. But if you can't, you know, have some backpack blowers, maybe, you know, an edger of some sort, some power brooms, yep. all the odds and ends, you're not going to really give a great yeah. product, you know, because yeah. you really got to make sure that that asphalt is clean. Mm -hmm. So it just, it was... Uh, larger trailers for more prep work equipment um and then you got a prior skid, to the, you got a skid seal, you ended up getting a skid seal coat unit right i did i got a skid seal coat unit so that was at the beginning of this past season because we're pretty much at you know at the end of of the season so the 2020 season i started off finally with you know a 600 gallon uh seal master brand uh you know seal coating tank you know full sweep agitation all the bells and whistles and it was something that I was just dreaming about for a year. <laughs> I was dreaming about it. And as soon as I got my first load of sealer in that, because, you know, I mixed in some sand. Um, yep. I did not with the tote. I experimented with it the first season and realized that's not something you do with that kind of setup. No. But, you know, I mixed in some sand and I mixed in some polymers. And just the, the mixing process was cut down, you know, uh, labor-wise and time-wise. And it just made my life so much easier. And it, and it and it made everything look more professional as well. And that, you know, and that's goes a long way out there. So yeah, it does. It helps you land um, bigger fish. I got a friend, Caleb Allman. We, we had a discussion one time in a group um, and it was about trucks and a guy had a really nice early nineties Ford pickup truck. This was probably four or five years ago. And the truck was in great shape. The guy did great work, was a great marketer, everything, but he knew and you know, and Caleb and I were talking about it. If he pulled in next to a guy that has a late model vehicle, mm. already in their brain, the the customers are thinking, "Huh, gosh," and and he knew that. And you can see it on their face sometimes when you pull up, and you know that maybe something doesn't look right, and you can see it in their face. And you're like, "I wish I had a better truck." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and when you, it does something for your confidence too. I think, especially if you're doing oh. sales and you're out there. Um, you know, this vehicle, it, def it definitely does. So let's switch from the van to what do you have now for your truck? Uh, I have a couple uh, trucks now. I have a, uh, an F-250, which is, um, you know, it's not, it's new to me. It's a 2014 F-250. Um, and that was able to tow, I upgraded the trailer this year to a 14 foot, um, I'm sorry, it was 16 foot, 14,000 pound trailer. Sure. So I was able to put the skid on that and have no problems. Um, and I'm still underweight, you know, yeah. uh, you know, DOT wise. So that was able to tow that trailer. No problem. Uphills, downhills. It's got some good brakes. Um, and I have also within the last couple of months, uh, purchased, um, or I, I financed it, but it's a, uh, a 2011 F550, sure. uh, dump truck. So that, you know, that brought me into the, the asphalt patching aspect of the business, which is something I'm very familiar with, but I've never been able to do it on my own. 
Mm -hmm. So I, I you know I, I worked for a paving company for about seven years um, in the early 2000s. So that know-how stuck with me and uh, I made that work. So that's why I bought that truck to, to provide that service as well. So what about um, when you transitioned from working for the municipality to running a business? Uh, as far as the business aspect of it goes, how hard was the learning curve as far as ins and outs, taxes, and now with employees or whatever you have? Yeah. Um, what what was that learning curve? And was there anything distinctly that helped you out with all that? Well, just knowing in the back of my head that being legitimate and covering all your bases is going to uh, alleviate any headaches as far as taxes and IRS and stuff like that goes. I'm one that I do have a tendency to procrastinate slightly here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're running a business and when your family's depending on it and, you're, and it becomes your livelihood, yeah. um, you are forced to become a big boy at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we, uh, you know, the first couple of years were just, um, just trying to get as much work, trying to get the clients, you know, trying to set some money aside for taxes for the winter. Um, it was really just scraping by and it was, uh, it was painful. It, it really was. Now it's more or less, you know, we have an accountant, we have a payroll person, we've invested in, uh, some customer relation management software, uh, you know, so keeping tabs on all of our expenses and, and this and that, um, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun and it's not a lot of fun. It's not, it's not the, the most fun part of the business. I know there are some people that are very analytical and very numbers oriented. And they love it. My yeah. hat's off, you know, my hat's yeah. off to those people. It's not me. That's not it's me. not me either. You know, my, you know, my joy comes from figuring out how to get my trailer set up and, yeah. and, and get figuring out how to do the details of getting this job done. Yep. Um, fortunately, my wife uh, is very, very good with finances so she's stepped in and she's become part of the company as well really? um i see that i you know i see that from a lot of people where their family it's a family business yeah so we're kind of following suit with that um and it's just really i just don't want any headaches down the road in any sort of way you know mm -hmm. god forbid something happens that's out of the ordinary but if if it's something we can control then we're going to control it. And it's just something that I need to say to myself, we're going to set money aside. We're going to contact an accountant. We're going to do the payroll. We're going to make sure our, you know, our employees are taken care of yep. and no under the table kind of stuff, because that really doesn't benefit anyone in the long run. You know? right. So it's, it's just, it's part of a becoming a, you know, a businessman, not just a seal coder. Yeah. You there's know, two different things. One of the biggest things I've, I found out is um, I'm, I'm more efficient if I just pay somebody to do what makes me very inefficient and yes. I, yep. you know, easily we can go out and do a couple of jobs and pay for whatever that is. When, when we hired an accountant team and, uh, and obviously for our payroll here the last couple of years, um, it was just not only, not only was it a relief, but it was, it freed up so much more time for me to yes. do stuff to help my business grow. And uh, I don't think, People always think, oh my God, it's going to break the bank. But I don't know how everyone else's accountant is, but it really isn't that bad. And It is not bad at all. You know, and, and I wish I would have did it sooner, really, to be honest with you, because yeah. um, it, it, it's just a more peace of mind. Would have gave me more focus and attention on um, being able to grow the business 
or do the podcast sooner, I guess. I don't really know for sure, but one or the other, but that was, I guess that's a really good lesson is uh, you can't be scared. Same thing with subcontracting. It, it's, it's just like having a subcontractor to make your job go good. You just pay an accountant and uh, your tax prep person. And Absolutely. It's the fear of the unknown. You know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes there are jobs that I show up to and, I, and I've been there to estimate it, but I don't know how it's going to go, you know, and I, and I get a little anxious. It's the same thing with taking on new things with your business, especially unfamiliar things, because I, for one, have never been good with, you know, managing money. Sure. Um, I like to spend money, <laughs> but, yeah. but managing it and making it work for me, not a strong suit of mine. So it was a fear and, you know, but you got to just, you got to just hit it head on, you know, and, and, and make it work and, and, and go and, and contact someone if you're unsure. And that's the best thing you can do for yourself. So I want to ask you, I'm going to switch, switch chan- tangents on us. We don't do pressure washing here at with Um I watched, I think I seen a post of yours where this thing was covered in moss. Is that yep. correct? And yes. um, you want to tell us about that job and how it went with getting that moss removed? Yeah, absolutely. Was I was, I was very impressed. Um, once it was gone. Well, the thing with the power washing is, um, I, that's another thing that I've researched uh, to great lengths. Um, I'm also part of some power washing groups on Facebook. Uh, not so much interacting with them as much, but more of like a kind of like just a silent observer. Um, so it stemmed with, at the beginning of this year, I had two large jobs that I did in 2019. I got called back because they flaked up very, very badly. Um, and it was because the asphalt was not clean enough. And I said to myself, I hate going and doing work for free. I hate going back and doing stuff over again. It's not making me any money. And the whole point of this is to generate income. Yeah. Um, so I decided right then and there, I'm going to start doing power washing. I know that seal coders have implemented that as part of their services. Um, so I just, put together um, a power washing trailer. Um, you know, it's nothing crazy. It's not like, you know, some crazy 5,000 PSI power washing job. It's a little bit lower on the, on the pressure side, but we have a, uh, a 20 inch surface cleaner, which is kind of like a floor buffer. Yep. You just run it over the entire length or the square footage of the, the driveway. The spiral, um, right? Yeah, it spirals on the inside, you know? So we run that, you know, maybe three quarters power of what it's rated for. And it gets up the moss, I'm tell you what. And also too, which is super awesome about it, is I it's a it's a revenue generator. It's not something I just do for free. It's uh, you know, when we do send an estimate, it's a line item. Um, mm-hmm. the fact that we put it in there, we say that it's highly recommended that you do this service as well because uh it's gonna make us so the you know, the sealer mm-hmm. sticks to your driveway essentially. Um so it's a great rainy day service we can do. Um, it's made it so that we can work on rainy days, which, you know, historically speaking, I was not able to do a rainy day when you're a seal coder that just does crack sealing or seal coating, you're right. home watching TV, you know? Right. So we, we started doing that. Um, it was slow at first, but people, people understand they want to pay for that service. They want that done before they get their driveway seal coated because they know it's going to make the job last a little longer. And it makes the, uh, us as a company look more responsible as well. In fact, we're offering the service that will help you out. It's not just a a frivolous service. It it, it helps out. So it's been good. Yeah, we we don't encounter as much out here as I do see you guys up there in New England do. But 
you know, we get a lot of moss, a lot I've of moss. Seen, I've seen some pictures, some guys send me from up there saying, what am I, what am I supposed to do here? And, yep. you know, um, I, around here, obviously, you, you know, on a rainy day, pressure washing makes sense uh, to pressure wash it and then wait for it to dry and then seal coat it. If you're trying to be efficient, doesn't make much sense. A yep. lot of guys for years have been just torch it and broom it and it is what it is. But, yep. um, you know, that one driveway I seen in yours, it was almost covering across the middle and meeting. And yep. uh, that was a heavy, that was pretty heavy. And then to see it all up and seal coated was, uh, was something pretty neat. How did you guys do that on a rainy day then, that job? We did that on a day where it was forecasted to rain and it, it did rain at one point in the day. Um, it is something that, you know, I'm only uh, a two to three guy company right now. Um, we're definitely planning on hiring another full-time person for this coming season. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, you know, with offering that service as well as the seal coating, it, it kind of does spread us thin. Sure. Um, we don't pressure wash and then that same day do the job. Right. We'll do uh, two or three of them on a rainy day um, and then schedule the next, you know, so the scheduling, we kind of have to be pretty on top of it. You know, the yeah. next good weather day, we're back to those same properties to do the job. Seal coated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that transitions then when you were talking about taking on uh, another person and stuff like that. Um, what does, what do you see as far as your next move, Ryan, as far as, uh, ginger cat goes, like, um, are you looking for another unit? Are you guys looking for bulk? Are you looking for outside shop, uh, and, you know, a different location? What, what do you see when you, when you lay your head down at night and think what, what you want what do you see as far as ginger cat goes in the coming for next year my my main goal for next year is to take on uh an additional person um possibly two additional people uh you know i can see ourselves being four people right now my you know myself and then three Good. other guys mm -hmm. um that that to me that number right there is my my goal right now because sure. what i would like to do is i would like to get a prep crew out ahead of the seal coating crew yeah. Yeah, we did that. Um, this year. We did that this year on a few different occasions, and uh, the guys on the seal coat crew were just like, "Oh, I made it heaven," you know. Yeah. Show up and start filling cracks and seal coating. So yeah, I definitely. Yep. We we got my old seal coating unit. We bought the seal right, but we have the old seal coating unit on another trailer. And uh, there's been times where it hit me to this year. You know, you see guys that get 850 gallon tanks and a thousand gallon tanks, and yep. we went from that 550 to that 700 and or 750 and um to, we were on a we were on we had a, a schedule of five or six jobs that day and yep. i realized that no matter what with one unit we were only going to be able to get to five or six jobs now if i had yeah. two units going i could get yep. more we could go two different ways and we could do more that day and that's yep. when i was like all right we're not getting rid of the old unit we're gonna put it on a trailer we're gonna have a separate one that way yeah those days where we can go two separate ways it, it'll help fight back the workload quite a bit too the main thing was um, hiring Chris, who we call Whist Cheeks now. Uh, <laughs> dude, at near the end of the season, him being able to get in the truck and drive with Charlie, who's been with me forever. Charlie knows everything to do on the job and everything. Um, it freed me up. And that freed me up sometimes to go do striping or just go out and kill a bunch of estimates that we've had that day. And then yeah. once in a while, we had another kid with us near the end of the year, Zach. He would go out and clean and stuff with me and get in front yep. of those guys. So I think you're right. Four is a good number for businesses our size. Um, yeah. And then once that base is there, 
you're gonna have to start hiring people to do what you do. And uh, you know, it's it, it absolutely interesting from there. But um, I've had some. Well, I remember you made a post uh, somewhere towards maybe the the first half of the year, and you said that th this you took like a video or a picture, and, and you said this is the first job in the entire time I've been running this business where I didn't do anything on this job. You know, like my guys did the job for me. Yeah. Um, that has happened to me this year too. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, once you get over that hump of not being able to take yourself out of actually being on every job, mm -hmm. that is also another part of this business where it's like, once you can do that and you have the faith in your guys to go out there and do the same quality that you would do if you were there, yep. that is, that's a major, maybe that might be the, the best thing that happened to me this past year was knowing that I can leave mm -hmm. my part-time guy and my full-time guy on a Saturday or a Sunday. And they can go and do a couple jobs a day and yep. I can just maybe bop by, you know, afterwards and, and check it out. And it's like, mm -hmm. they did a damn good job. And yes. that made me feel so good. And it made me feel like the, the future is a lot brighter knowing that I don't have to do every yeah. single thing. It takes a little bit more pressure off. That's, you know, what, it does. using that post for me, letting my hands go for the first time and letting these guys yeah. do it. Maybe three months later, I left for a week on vacation out West. And they, yeah. they took care of the whole week's worth of work. And it's an amazing uh, feeling. Dude, I was just like, oh, I, I was trying to think. Not only was that job that you see me post the first time that in 16 years that I hadn't touched a project completely, mm -hmm. that was, this was the first time in 16 years I took a summer vacation. And it was just like, my kids were like, we want to go west because the only other time <laughs> we went out west was in the wintertime. And, and they're like, we want to go out west. And, uh, you know, I, I come back and during the whole time I was telling the guys how thankful I am that they listen to me and that, you know, sometimes they'll get on me because I'll say the same crap over and over and over and over and over just yep. to drive it in that this is how I need it done and want it done. Oh yeah. And, um, I came back and they did everything just fine. It was excellent. But yeah, that's a, that was a big hump to get over. And that was hard, hard for me to do to let go of. Oh and, yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, I did a, a podcast last night with a fellow named Mike Nawa, and I'm sure everybody will know him soon enough, but and a lot of people do. He's been, you know, he was one of the founding kind of guys at MPE and things, but he was telling me that, um, you know, Marvin, have you hired somebody to take your spot in your business so that you're not in it? You work on it, but don't try not to work in it. A and, funny concept. Yeah. And then the same thing, I'm thinking about that next unit. I want to work in it, but I've got to get somebody else to replace me once I'm in there and, and down the line, then we can go two separate ways. And yep. that's the growth. And that was, he was saying, he said, do you want to sell your business? I said, I'm not really sure. He said, well, you need to grow, you know, for, for, to, to keep the value up if you want to. But yep. at the same time, there's been days where um, myself and one of my guys were striping. We got done early, met up with the other guys that were seal coating and you can just see the relief on their face. Like, Oh God, here we get some extra help, especially on those hot yes. days. Yes. You know, it's a bit, it's a big deal and it's, it's a lot to take on, but the main thing is people don't tell you is, you know, the fear of the unknown, like you were saying, um, gosh, if I would, I, I was thinking about this concept today, like I have no fear of the unknown so much anymore. And I was thinking, how much money would I go to the bank and borrow? <laughs> like if, 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 if I, if I was thinking about it, you know, how much would I go? Because I know just now over the track record of us doing it over and over and over again, that we're going to be yep. fine. Um, maybe it's time that we get some of this stuff that we really want, you know, or build some. Of this Absolutely. Stuff. Well, you have to have faith in yourself and what you've yeah. done so far. And you have to have faith in the fact that you can 
generate money and yeah. you will continue to do so. And yeah. you've proven it to yourself and you've proven it to your employees yeah. and you've proven it to your, you know, your family. So it's like, at what point do you take the next step? Yeah. Yeah. I think you got, you, <laughs> you end up forcing your own hand and yep. you know, if, if, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You know, they always say burn the ships, you know, yeah. and that's kind of what you got to do sometimes. And, you know, we, we've been buying some bigger equipment and uh, yep. property and buying stuff to put ourselves in a position. The, the main thing I've found and um, you know, uh, is, and I take in quite a bit at MPE is the culture of some of these companies that are far more successful than mine. Um, and I say that just in, in size, um, you know, when you're not there, the, the, the things that you have instilled still need to be there. And luckily with my guys, that's there right now. We just need to keep yep. doing that. And the guys have a vision to, they see me reinvesting in the units that they don't have to hand crank anymore. We got hydraulics boys, we, you know, right. Save your right. back. And then uh, it makes them excited to work for you because they know that, you know, you're in it for them and you're, and you're in it to like make yep. this not, not backbreaking every yeah. single job. Yeah. You know, some, you know, obviously there are some jobs where you got to like put yeah. in the extra effort, yeah. but if you can, if you can show your guys that, Hey, listen, I'm trying to make this you know, a little bit fun maybe, you know, but also too, I've got some cool equipment coming in yep. and you know, something new every year, at least a couple things new every year. Yep. That makes it really, uh, it just makes it interesting and it, and it, and it keeps the guys engaged. I feel yeah. like, you know, wanting to stick, stick around. My favorite thing to do is to buy all the new stuff at the end of the season. Cause I'm like, <laughs> gosh, this would have been, like we, to come we, bought, back. we bought a backpack lower a couple days ago and I stopped off and showed it to, to Chris and uh, he was like, Oh, this would have been nice to have, you know, right. August, August really would have been nice. September would have been great. But yep. uh, you know, that's our first backpack lower and really Hal Davis is the one that convinced me to get one. He said, yep. That it, they really do help out a lot. He's like, a lot of times we'll use that over our push blower. And uh, I was like, all right. Well. We don't use push blowers on any residentials. I just feel like the, the accuracy and the control of, the, of having a couple good backpack blowers far, far surpasses a, a push behind on yeah. what we do, at least, you know, mainly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we, with, it just feels good to be able to buy a couple things and be like, what do you guys like? Yeah. You like it, yep. you don't like it. Because before, it, you know, like, you know, if you wanted to buy a Rhino Works melter, you're like, whew, this is gonna, you know, this could hurt a little bit if we end up not liking it or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, we still run ours, so we like it very much. But mm -hmm. the same thing with bigger blowers or, or you know, one of the things is the Benzik rotary broom and stuff like that. Those bigger equipment pieces. Yep. Some of these guys, um, you know, that's a big chunk. And just me thinking about that, we, we what we spent on that backpack blower, uh, I was saying the other day, at one point, that was my you know, a third of my net worth <laughs> while we were snow coating. And it's just, it's crazy to think yeah. about and crazy to see. And oh, yeah. the, the nice thing is, and I was talking about this with Mike Nala. The nice thing is we can bounce ideas off each other in these groups. If you, if you hold yourself the right way, and it seems like maybe all the measuring contest part of it is over with now, I hope for a lot of these things. Um, if you hold it comes it, and goes for it sure. does it comes and goes but the you know who is there for you and um yep. it really helps you stay efficient and stay on track and grow it your does. business it, it really it's motivation it does it's motivation. It's motivation i see accountability you know, you know it's accountability too absolutely you know, i don't, don't want to have the duramax 
And then the next video show you guys that I went back to that 1994 gas. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that. So it keeps you kind of keeps you pumping, keeps you going. But at the same time, I can recognize who's larger than I am. There's a lot of companies yep. that are, and they're resources for me to keep going, keep moving. And there's no competitive edge between you and I, you know, we're, we're way away from each other. So we're not messing yep. with each other's money. The only thing we do is try to get a little bit of bragging rights here and there. in some of these groups about. Absolutely. Oh, doing. don't get me wrong. There's so many times where I see, you know, people that I, you know, interact with on, on those groups and, they'll post a job and you know, it's like, it looks beautiful. It's yeah. just such a great job. You know, it's like, I'm not going to come out and be like, Oh my God, you know, like, Oh, you're the best yeah. ever. But like, it's like, I can appreciate it's what I see that. and I can appreciate the work that someone's done. Yep. And uh, you know, if they continue to come up with good content time and time again, and, and also too, that, you know, they're willing to share how mm -hmm. they did that. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of people that you just need to, zero in on and ask questions and yeah. and you'll find out some great some great stuff you know yeah that's that's how i that's how you go from jim panzenhagen showing you a few things in a group to jim panzenhagen yeah. being the most filled class in mpe last oh man year. it was just it was insane the guy couldn't get through his whole course because of everybody asking questions and wondering what yeah it's it's within there that these guys are found and uh, it's crazy to think that, you know, to see between Jim's class being completely packed full where people were standing because every seat was full and seeing Chris Love win an award um, on the stage that, that, you know, I had some cool stuff go on, but those two things were pretty damn cool for me to see that from, from our little groups that we started a long time ago. And yeah, same thing as anyone else, you know, when I, when I got rid of the uh, and handed off the, the USO coders group, it was taken on new groups started up all these groups with different aspects, different things, new people show up, you know, where I'm going to be teaching a class at MPE, hopefully with Cameron Hogate and Cameron's right on. He's way better than I am at Facebook ads. I just knew early on that, Hey, he this, has such a knack for those. Absolutely. He does. he does. So I'm going to be learning from him and you know, he's, you humble yourself a little bit. You're going to learn some stuff that's going to help your business in the future. We still have a, yep. I still have a good 25 years or, or so here. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm staying at the front of it. And if I can bring what I know from the past and bring Cameron in and everything new that he knows, he's a wizard yep. and we can dish that out. Um, it, it just makes for, it makes for a community. It, it is a great community. It's, it's a very helpful community. And when you can rely on, you know, those, those groups and, you know, just the, the certain individuals that are putting themselves out there. Yeah. Um, it is definitely, you know, guys 20 years ago did not have any no. of this, yeah. you know, and it can be a double-edged sword, but from the, for it's mainly very good because a lot of guys think they, they learned a couple of things that can go out and just do it. Yeah. But the guys that are in it for the long haul and know that they're in it for the long haul, they just keep interacting with each other and they just keep growing and they're just kind of, growing together and it's really yep. motivational and it's very very cool it's just like it a is. really cool thing it is so now tell me about your free time you said you do carpentry i know you play drums because we were going to do um maroon five over zoom yes yeah and i didn't uh yeah my off time um you know i love playing music i've been playing drums for 20 years now um i'm you know in my drum room now doing the interview so uh that's that's my, you know, that's my main passion. You know, like I, you know, I love being a businessman. I love doing, you know, the seal coding and, and all that, but um, there's not 
a second that doesn't go by where I'm not thinking about a drum beat in my head. <laughs> so that's that's, that's huge. How I am with lyrics and and music. Like I yeah, I can't. I was talking with somebody. I think it was Scott Morris, and he was like, "Yeah, we're you know we'll shred." I'm like, I don't really shred. I strum a little bit, but there's <laughs> always there's always song lyrics going on in my head. And if You're I balladeer. If I, could do, if I could do anything, yeah, I would be the loot, the guy that gets his ass kicked in the video. That's who I would be, the guy playing the um, <laughs> um, if, if I Another love song. Yeah. Get out of here and give us more mead. <laughs> you know, if I could do something besides this and it paid, and, and, and it, it would be write songs, you know. And, oh, dude, yeah, absolutely, man. Artist, dude. So I love it. In my it. high school yearbook, my main goal was to be – uh on stage in front of millions that was like my main goal yeah so, you know uh you know music in a music setting but yeah um it's it's always been something that i look forward to getting down and playing drums um been in a ton a ton of bands um <laughs> it's kind of hard to be in a band right now no one's planning shows but yeah. it's still fun to get together and you know do some jams and just it, it feels you just feel so good afterwards having that creative outlet you know, I feel like everyone kind of needs a hobby, you know, it, yeah. and to get your mind off of some of the, the struggles sometimes of, of running a business. You got to be able to hunker down and, and do a little hobby, whether it's yeah. you know playing drums or get lost. You know, playing yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah, writing lyrics. And, you know, I'm sure that's a lot. Of, that's therapy, you know, yeah. writing down what's in your head and what's in your heart. And yeah. it's and it's really kind of a cool thing to be able to do. Yours is more taking out aggression because I've seen you play. Oh, it's definitely some. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm wearing a Metallica shirt. Uh, I'm definitely a metalhead. Yeah, I love heavy metal music. Um, I used to play it all the time. I was in a bunch of metal bands. Um, and still to this day, I love listening to it. I don't really play it that much anymore because I don't practice my drums as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's great. And uh, What about carpentry? Yeah, carp Tell me about carpentry. What's Tell me about carpentry. The carpentry thing is, is definitely something I've taken up in the last three or four years. Um, it's just, that's also another very satisfying thing. It's It's about creating something, you know? And whether it's playing drums, you know, creating a, a drum beat or creating a song with a band, um, the same thing. I can, you know, I can make a spice rack or I can make uh, a shelf, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, the interior of my house is all kind of stuff I, I've made and you <laughs> kind of see the evolution of it. It's like, oh, that shelf is like, hey, eh. you know, the books are kind of leaning inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just, uh, it's fun. And it's, I love creating things and I love learning how to do something new, you know? And I feel like those two things, music and and woodworking there's always something to learn there's always some technique and that is where I, that's what i'm all about is learning new stuff and applying it to my life pretty much well if if you could talk to somebody that was yourself seven years ago and mm -hmm. you give them one piece of advice it could be something we've already talked about what would that be what would that one piece of advice be where you were like do this i would say talk less listen more honestly i think that there's a lot of big talkers out there and if they spent half that time listening uh it would benefit them greatly you know and, and that's and that's not saying anything about people that talk a lot i mean there's a lot of people that are super successful that probably don't shut up <laughs> but uh you know it's it's just something that you know the, one of the phrases i you know it's not going to be 100 percent accurate but the wisest man on earth is the first to tell you that he doesn't know anything, yeah. you know, something along the lines of that. It's where I just find that the more that I listen to people and let them talk and make, you know, don't try to just talk over them or, 
wait for them to finish just so I can say something. That would be something I would tell myself, especially like 10 years ago. Sure. Listen, man, your life's gonna be a lot easier if you just kind of take a more laid back approach and, and just kind of let, let stuff happen, let people talk, let people say their piece, let the situation happen, take a moment, reflect, and, and then you know, go and, and do your thing. Cool. All right, man. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the podcast, dude. Well, I appreciate it, Marvin, man. I got much respect for you. And, you know, I've always, always followed you. And I think that you are one of the most righteous dudes around. I feel like you are, you know, you're definitely for this industry. You've done huge things. And as a person, I really think that you are a great guy, dude. So I really appreciate this opportunity to talk with you. Thank you very much, dude. I appreciate you being on here and uh, sharing your story. Um, You know, we're, I have a feeling our group, uh, some of the, I don't know how, what, I don't know what we would call ourselves, the originals maybe, um, <laughs> but I know we're not because there's been a group that, you know, there's a group that came before us that's at MPE of these guys that have been here. Yep. For, well, the modern originals. <laughs> yeah, the modern originals, you know, but um, <laughs> I know that there's guys that message me every other day. I get a message, people that say, I'm miserable. I want to figure out how to do this and create more for my family. There, there was a moment where I probably could have stopped doing this kind of stuff. But once those messages started coming in and they keep coming in, and even when I stop for months, there'll be a pile of messages where people say, oh, I came across your YouTube page. Um, yep. How would I do this? How do I do that? And, um, you know, stuff like this, filling content um, creates an opportunity for the, some of those questions to get answered ahead of time and um, maybe help people out doing this Absolutely, man. business. And I think um, some of the manufacturers, uh, distributors, companies, you know, they see, they should see stuff like this as a great thing for our industry because they're going to sell more products and material or whatever it is. But at the same time, it's allowing us to create a community that's going to live on and live on and live on, I hope. So now, uh, yeah. you're, you're, this is going to be on the internet forever. So your little yep. one, they'll, they'll see it. My little one. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully it, it helps some people out down the line. So thank you very much, Ryan. Ryan Thank B. you, Marvin. I really appreciate it. Ginger Cat Seal Coating, um, and maybe soon to be on the stage near you. You never know. <laughs> Millions Someday. Of 400, maybe. But uh, yeah. I get out that way. I'm definitely going to come see you. Um, there's some people in New England that have been asking me to come make a round. So, uh, Absolutely, man. That and hopefully and I'm really hoping to get to NPE at some point. It won't be this year, but that is absolutely a goal of mine for the next you couple of years. So. You let me know. And uh, – Whenever you get there, um, we'll make the best of it. So, so a lot of people come there, you know, just because they've heard me talk about it and they have no clue what to do. And by the time we leave, we had a fantastic time. So <laughs> put it that way, no matter where it's been, even in Cleveland, we had a fantastic time. <laughs> All right, thanks very much. Have a good night. Um, tell us the fam. I said, thank you. And obviously most blessings coming up this next, next year, man. I'm excited to see what you do. And uh, it's going to make me do my thing a little bit a little bit more too. So with that, we want you to pave it, seal it, stripe it, and kill it. Peace.